Welcome to the new best rivalry in baseball. Hey, welcome back to another episode of 90 Miles Podcast. It's a great day in Cubs land here as they continue to sit on top of the division. Uh, It's nice, nice view from up here. Uh, How's the view from down there? Actually, uh, it's pretty dang good considering everything, uh, you know, losing games that you really shouldn't, but you're still within that, you know, couple games of, you know, the supposed 2016-esque Chicago Cubs. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, well, keep playing those sub-500 teams. We'll see where it gets you. Uh, we'll, we'll dig into that. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some of that the schedule and so on since you like to keep bringing that one up but uh <laughs> in any case uh yeah so i mean we were just saying about well you know maybe whoever's team is uh, ahead of the other team should open the episode and i said i don't i don't know if you want me opening every single episode this this season but um i mean it's fine if you want but i i thought maybe we should trade off a little bit and and you know yeah well you know, <laughs> rest assured, you wouldn't be opening every episode. In fact, if it's anything like last season's first half, it'd be me opening the whole time. The second yeah. half, you would have gotten to open quite a bit. But at the end, I would have been opening all winter long, which would have been yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. all spring. If you think about it, really, you know, because the Brewers right, did win well, the division. It's a new year, a new season. So right now, <laughs> um, less excuses for the Cubs this year. Who's hurt? Nobody. Have fun with that. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> what's your excuse? Schedule? We don't have any excuses. Schedule? There's no need to make an excuse yet. <laughs> luck? 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 Luck factor? Okay. Bad bad luck. Uh, no, tough schedule. That's about it. And it's tough not really schedule. an excuse. You're going to get that schedule, and I'm going to love listening to you about it the whole time. Okay. All right. I meant wine about it. Sorry. <laughs> kid friendly yeah well we can beep that out yeah we we might yeah we might because well you you started the crap talk before we even got into the episode today you put me in a bad mood this is all your fault i know it's all your fault i know you're yeah there might be more beeps before this episode's over (laughs) i'll beep you (laughs) that that could be taken a lot of ways never mind so anyway yeah we're gonna cover some stuff this week we got tweet of the week we got some previews to do predictions to do and essential breakdown like always uh we did do an episode wrap covering the cubs brewers series over the weekend uh i sound pretty crabby in it but really in review (laughs) the brewers pretty much dominated that series they were just uh unfortunate not to get two out of three the cubs were very fortunate to get it's, uh, it's, two out of three in that series, they didn't even it's lead. Amazing, twenty four innings. Amazing, twenty four innings to take a lead. For the yeah, Cubs. amazing. Amazing that you would say a team that won one out of three games dominated, but you know, well, whatever. You, you started it by saying the Cubs dominated when they opened on Friday night with a goose egg against the Brewers, getting <laughs> well, driveled. Seven to nothing. Two out of three. Two out of three. Two out of three, but you couldn't outscore the first game. Okay. Anyway, if you want more of that, we already did that this week. <laughs> that yes. came out on Monday. <laughs> yes, check that out. It's a recap. All, it's in all capitals, recap, 
Um, I think it's episode 19. Episode yeah. 19, yes. Uh, so take a listen. It's it's good fun. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, we, we dive into more details about that specific series. But, uh, another, you know, I guess in other news, we're going to kind of move on from that. Um, and uh, I don't know, you want to talk about, uh, you got some exciting news here. I'm going to try to hold my yawns while you... Uh, wow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the Brewers' biggest <laughs> prospects since probably, oh, the Prince Fielder era, perhaps, uh, got called up. We've talked about him in previous episodes. Uh, I think last week we even covered how we need to be patient with our uh, our players like Travis Shaw. Uh, but he has been borderline dreadful the whole year, which, of course, you'd like to remind me, right? So Yeah, yeah. So well, that's he's, not boring. He's, you know, Shaw's been so terrible. He's to the- he knows to the it. IL. So did he? Uh, 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 in his fourth he, at bat on Monday night. So the Brewers, of course, you know, play a night game in Chicago, fly into Philadelphia, get there two a.m., wake up, play another game that night. The Cubs get the day off because you know we don't want to overwork schedule, them this early right? in, this, yeah. in the season. Right. Definitely got to right. <laughs> keep it light for the Cubbies. We don't want anybody not available later in the year. Anyway, Shaw yeah. felt a twinge in his wrist apparently and. Uh, According to what he said, it's a pain that he felt, a sharp pain that he had felt once last year as well. Uh, He felt that it was enough that he needed to report it, so he did, and bing, bang, boom, the Brewers call up Keston here. Shaw goes to the 10-day injured list. He's going to sit down. We had talked a couple of weeks, actually last week, that I would have not seen this coming. I expected it in June. If Shaw continued to struggle, I expected it in June. Apparently, the yeah. wrist pain accelerated the timeline. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. Keston Hira, my new Hira, is now starting second baseman <laughs> for the Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, so far, so good. So that was pretty exciting. Did you have anything to add about exciting prospects that you recall coming up for the Cubbies anytime in the last uh, eight years? I'm putting you on the spot here. You got nothing. I'm trying to make. Yeah. I'm trying to keep you interested, so you don't just start watching videos of Hendricks and you know Kerry Wood Whoa. from 15 years ago or something. Well, why? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know. Um. But yeah, I mean, uh, prospects coming up. I mean, it's it can be. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, um, it's always kind of a. Um. You never, you know, there can be as much hype as as there is, and and you just never, you never know how it might pan out. I mean, right. Cubs got Nico Horner, um, who's uh, probably their top prospect. Um, so whether you know, he he had a really good uh, spring training. He was up with the club for that, but uh, you know, it, I. The Cubs are pretty pretty well positioned, but you never know. And uh, if something were to happen, I I yeah. get it. I would be excited to see Nico Horner come up. Uh, although usually it would not be. Most cases, it's not for a good reason. No, and the, this is this is an example where it is not a good reason. If that wrist has at been least, bugging Shaw at all least, season, that explains a lot. Yeah. If that hasn't been the good. case, uh, then you, you have to be concerned about him. It reminds me a lot from yeah. my side of what they did with Corey Knable last year. Uh, he had a little bit of arm issue and he was struggling. They sent him, basically they sent him home for a couple of weeks. Uh, when he came back, he was a totally different guy. He was back to the Corey Knable of you know, 2017. But uh, 
uh, with Shaw, I don't know if that's going to come back or not. Shaw's always been in that kind of 250-ish kind of range. I'm not looking at his specific numbers. Keston Hira, and here's the issue with Shaw. If Keston Hira does even three-quarters of what he was doing at AAA, there might not be much room in this infield for a Travis Shaw unless he catches fire. Now, the thing about it, injuries are going to happen. The season's going to have its fluctuations. Keston Hira, just for informational purposes, was hitting 333 in 37 games, had 11 home runs at AAA San Antonio. This isn't AAA Colorado Springs, Cubs fans. Back when Milwaukee had uh, a Colorado you know, AAA team as recently as last year, he's doing this down in uh, a different league. Uh, I saw him play last night. He came up. Some fun stuff happened. In the background, I tweeted this out too, and you can follow me. At Brucrew winning, at Brucrew winning on Twitter, uh, he in the background of his first at bat, you can hear Philly fans because Philly fans are going to be Philly fans. We yeah. swing the bats up here, you know. And after he takes like two, three pitches, the following pitch, Hira hits a hundred and three mile an hour line drive right back up the chute, hits the uh, hits Jared Eikhoff, the uh, Phillies pitcher, square in the rear end, and it bounces to third base. That's how he gets his first career hit. So. Philly that, fans that being funny. funny. It is funny. It's really funny. It's like, hey, Philly fans, we swing the bats down here too. Whack. Yeah. 103 mile an hour exit velocity square in the butt. The good news is I hate seeing people get hurt. Eikhoff took it where he's probably thickest and he was yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> you know. just a big big bruise there probably for yeah, a while. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> but still, to do that with Philly fans yelling at you, you know, your first career at bat, it was pretty It was pretty cool. It's one I'll remember for a long time. Uh, he did have two base hits in the game. Average exit velocity on his base hits, 105.1 miles per hour. So the kid can absolutely drill the ball. We'll see how he does. Uh, but that's kind of the big exciting news that happened, you know, since our Monday drop episode. Today's only Wednesday. It's kind of amazing that that much happened in between there. But uh, that's what's going on with Keston Hira, and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see what he can do. Yeah, I hope yeah, that wasn't uh, too boring. You know, no, it wasn't bad. I <laughs> zoned out a couple times, and you know, but not. Not too bad. Not too Be- bad. Better than fielding. Better than fielding percentage. Oh, so. okay. Well, you know, Philly fans <laughs> help too. They talk a lot of trash. Well, that yeah, that helped. <laughs> and giving me a chance to mention Nico Horner helps too. So well, we got to keep you involved. We don't want you to, to zone <laughs> out. So <laughs> why don't you yeah, take over? So. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on with the Cubs. You know, over recent well, history here. Not that I really yeah, want to hear mean, it, but. I know you don't want to hear it, but uh, I'll, I'll keep you involved. Don't worry. Um, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so you know, since April 15th, the Cubs uh, have gone 20 and five. So that's pretty good. Yeah, um, it should be 19 and six, but whatever. <laughs> oh, 19 and six. Yeah, that's so much worse. Well, yeah, but that 15 it, inning game. <laughs> whatever, man. Anyway, continue. Well, Cubs, Cubs would still be ahead of the Brewers, even if they did take two of three there. But yeah, um, in well, any case, we've we've talked about it. Winning series is more important. Somebody tweeted at me the next day when I was taking what you called my crab nap. I guess. <laughs> Never mind that I was busy on Monday, but you know, yeah, I was crabby and napping. That's what was. Sure, <laughs> I think you were crabby and napping. That's what I. That's what I say. But I'd never know. admit it if it was true. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, in any case, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's uh, there's been a lot coming together for the Cubs all all the way around. Um, really good things. Um, Hendricks has been um, incredible. I mean, I, I you know his last three starts, uh, nine innings pitched, no runs, three strikeouts, no walks. Uh, eight innings pitched, no runs, seven strikeouts, no walks, and then eight innings pitched, one run, seven strikeouts, and one walk. Sounds really boring. One walk. Sounds really boring to watch. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great to watch. He's he's a he's an artist there. You know, ah, he's yes. painting and painting. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I get it. Yeah, efficient, efficient. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's nine innings, eight innings, eight innings, one walk, and one run. That's that's a good stretch of three starts there. So no doubt, uh, you know. And uh, yeah, and then uh, oh, this was on Twitter. I saw this. Uh, uh, this is Christopher Kamka. He's he's uh, um, on Twitter. Uh, that's at. At C. Kamka. He's NBC Sports Chicago. K-A-M-K-A. Um, yep. Yeah, K-A-M-K-A. C-K-A-M-K-A on Twitter. A um, lot of good... He he has a lot of good stats and that kind of stuff he posted, but he, he tweeted this uh, just yesterday. John Lester and Kyle Hendricks combined this month 0.20 ERA in 44.2 innings pitched, one earned run, three walks, 37 strikeouts. Um, so that's, you know, the starting staff has really going to regress solid, uh, all the way around. I and, mean, there's uh, nothing but room for regression. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're sounding like me talking about the brewers now. Well, yeah, um, this is how annoying it is. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. Cause you know, uh, <laughs> we'll see if that ever happens, but. Um, well, I wouldn't expect yeah. them to maintain that, right? So, well, it's a nice you know, stretch, though. It's a heck of a nice they, stretch. They w- yeah, they wouldn't have to maintain that, right? Though. Regression. Oh boy, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's one thing <laughs> about regression of an individual player, but an entire pitching staff. You're talking. Um, no, you're talking about two individual players in this situation. Well, the sa- thing is, is Quintana and Hamels have not been bad either. Um, you who? know, it's just that Lester and and Hendricks have been incredible. Well, then who has um, been bad? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four out of the five have been very good lately. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Darvish in a minute. <laughs> no, um, we don't have to. But we can do an episode anyways, without you, Darvish, and I'm okay with it. Well, we'll actually. I am going to bring him up uh, when we look at the week ahead because he's going to have two starts. In the, between now and our next episode, so uh, well, there'll be plenty to talk about next episode. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess in other news with the Cubs recently is Chris Bryant has been absolutely on fire. Um, he's looking looking like his MVP year, um, really stepping it up. He's got a twenty three game on base streak going right now and during that stretch um this is another uh c kamka uh twitter uh post uh here as well um chris bryant during 23 game on b on base streak 
309-457-679, 7 home runs, 20 RBIs, 48 times on base, which is 25 hits, 21 walks, and 2 hit by pitches. Um, so really uh, those are, turn it around Those there. are solid numbers. I'm, I'm curious, though. 309 with a, a 23-game on-base streak seems... You know, usually when guys are on, well, I guess it's not a hitting streak, right? If it was well, a hitting streak, it would have to be higher. It's an on-base streak, so yeah. 457 on-base percentage. Um, so, yeah, it's 25 hits, 21 walks. Um, but that's that's still good. I mean, that's, oh, no doubt. you know. no doubt. Yeah. I think uh, I forgot nice. to bring up, uh, yeah, there was, I think Yelich had something very similar carryover well, this year, Yelich too. Well, Yelich is... is that kind of player too. I mean, yeah. you're not going to see, you know, you're not going to see that kind of on base percentage from like someone like sure, Baez, but. which is fine because, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I should have let you say Baez. I like hearing Baez better than Schwarber in that situation. Well, the thing with Baez, I mean, he's batting 325, but his yeah. on base percentage is 362. So, uh, but it, you'll take the slugging, you'll take his OPS, you'll still, you'll take that. Um, but it's nice that you have a. a uh, some variety in the lineup, and when you know Chris Bryant is doing that kind of thing, he's right now on the season he's batting two seventy with a four oh six on base percentage, um, you know nine forty five OPS. Uh, Baez is nine eighty two OPS. So there's similar OPS, just uh, achieved in different ways. Yep. Um, and and but that's nice to have that. You know, not have a lineup that's all the same kind of hitters. Well, and that's why you um, put Javi Baez in the four hole and not the three hole, for instance. There's reasons that you do what you do with him. He's going to be driving in the runs, meaning he's putting he's not putting the ball in play. He's, the, he's swing. He'll strike out occasionally in the number four hole. That's yes. fine. But when he puts it in play, it's usually extra bases or it's going to drive yes. in runs, things like that. Yeah. And that's why, you, yeah, when you say variety and how they approach things, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, one thing. I did yeah, Baez yep. slugging six twenty. So okay, yeah. I mean, when he is putting the ball in play, he's it's extra base hits. Yep. So yeah, and where I've been getting a lot of really great Brewer info at Brew underscore Maths on Twitter. He's the one that uh, mm-hmm. that told me about. He basically had a tweet out there on Keston Hira's average exit velocity one hundred five point one. Really a nice game for him the other day, uh, yesterday specifically. He does, I, I just want to mention quick, he does have a lot of good info, and uh, I, I do troll him once in a while, but I it seems as though he, he's good-natured about it and appreciates the, it anyways. He so, takes it better than I, I do. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> he, do, he, he definitely does take it better than you do, that's for sure. I think he takes it a little too easy. He could he could spike back. Eh, he spikes back pretty good. We enjoy working with him and uh, you know getting some info from him. But yeah, absolutely, it was cool to see that you know your first two hits, average exit velo of one hundred five point one. That's going to lead me into my prediction a little bit later. Uh, won't specifically be exit velo. You kind of covered quite a bit of Cub stuff. I just wanted to wrap what happened in the last two Philly games real quick. I'll try not to put you to sleep. I gave you some time to talk. All right, okay. all right. We wanted that. To, all right, you know, all right, all right. So, uh, speaking of lucky wins and unlucky wins, which I'm sure you're bringing up later, we're, because we're gonna, yep, yeah, because you brought that oh, up, yeah, and, yeah, you really, you really, you really killed my mood this morning, man. <laughs> really hurt my feelings. <laughs> this is a great way to start the morning, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Actually, you know, 90, no, record a ninety no, miles podcast. It is good. It is good. It's good until you crap all over my morning. You know, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So in the first game, Milwaukee ends up losing seven to four. 
It was one of those games where you absolutely have every opportunity to win it and should, and uh, they could not get it done. They loaded the bases, three separate innings minimum. They left 15 runners on. They went 5 for 14 with runners in scoring position. Usually you think 5 for 14 runners in scoring position, that should be a minimum of five runs, right? They only scored four in the game. Two or three of those hits with runners in scoring positions position did not plate a run. That's really not easy to do. Uh, They did load the bases a couple of times. Moustakas hit a hard line drive, and I think this was... uh, this is kind of the backbreaker. I think this was in the seventh inning. You know, you got the Phillies. So you got Bryce Harper on right, out in right field. Mustakas laces one, and Harper running to his left, who is not known necessarily for his defense. He can play a little D, and he's got a decent arm, but he's definitely paid for his bat. Makes a diving catch on it. Basically, that would have plated three runs. He had Yelich at first base, who would have easily scored on anything that got by him there. Just one of those ball games where nothing breaks right. There was a double play with nobody out uh, grounded into with the bases loaded where it was a hard grounder to third. And, well, it was kind of a – with the bases loaded, Kane broke for home because you have to. Third baseman grabs, grabs the ball, steps on the bag, and then they get Kane into a rundown. That's how you get your first two outs with bases loaded, nobody out. They did not score. Just a really yeah, that's yes, that's it was rough. A, it was a tough pill to swallow, especially after the Cubs series when you know you should have taken two out of three with ease after <laughs> dominating. Uh, it was a tough pill to swallow, but that's okay. They bounced back last night. Uh, Brandon Woodruff really had a nice game. Went six innings pitched, gave up only one hit, struck out five. He did walk five, but that's what bumped his pitch count up. Definitely pitched around it. Uh, Brandon Woodruff has really been coming on the last three, four starts. There's some really interesting stats about him that I don't have pulled up, but he's uh, he's looking good. So that kind of wraps up the Philly series, one that was exciting with Keston Hira. They went on to win 6-1, to one, and one that they absolutely blew. They blew it. That's one that you're supposed to win. Anyway, so that's how that yeah. series went. So far, two more games with the Phils, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, but that wraps yep. up my review of the week. We already covered the Cubs-Brewers stuff in the previous episode, as mentioned yeah, before. Yeah. So, yes. So I think we should so, get into the tweet of the week. Before we do so, I did want to mention, if you subscribe, and you are subscribed by July 10th, 12 p.m., 12 a.m. Central or 12 p.m. Central? Anyway, July 10th. 12, 12 a, 12.01 a.m. Okay, so just after midnight. July 10th. As long as you are a subscriber, we are doing a giveaway. No purchase necessary. We've got some awesome team gear, you know, included in it. Uh, It could go all the way up to some really cool signed memorabilia. Go to the website, 90milespodcast.com, and check that out, please. It's all for you guys, the listeners and gals. There are gal listeners, too. So whoever's listening, get get signed up. Uh, Yep. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Do that. Do that sooner rather than later, so you can keep up on all the good stuff going on. As in the meantime, as well, well, and and ongoing beyond that, right? Too the more, but, yeah, uh, the more subscribers, the better the prize. That's how we're doing this. Yes, yes, it's tiered. So as as the subscribers accumulate, we're gonna up up the prize. So so not only sign up yourself, but get everyone you know, all Cubs fans, Brewers fans, uh, get them all signed up. 
as well. Um, got a lot of good stuff. We got a lot of good stuff through the rest of the season, but we got we we're not going to talk about quite yet. But we've been talking about things we're going to do in the off season. Um, so this isn't going to be a seasonal podcast. There's going to be, in fact, um, it may be a great way to span that long, dreary winter in between <laughs> yes. seasons yeah yeah um, you need some baseball some, we're, we're gonna bring you some baseball and not we'll bring you some baseball and not and, just yeah, historical stuff but it'll be historically Lots of tied. stuff it's gonna be pretty cool yeah so we're not just gonna talk about off-season trades and stuff like that we, we'll cover that stuff but the, we got some some fun stuff planned we're not gonna reveal too much yet it's er, it's early this season yet that's right yeah but we got a whole uh, season of baseball y- yet. you want to be you want to be here for the long haul so, um, so sign up and, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, let's, um, we want to talk about the tweet of the week. I, yeah, we can talk about the stuff I was going to ma- bring up about the standing and stuff, but let's, let's talk about that after. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, let's get to the so. tweet of the week. Cause it's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you bring it in since it's a Cubs tweet okay, of the week yeah. anyway. So this is at Rich underscore Siegel, R-I-C-H underscore S-I-E-G-E-L. He tweeted this uh, actually just this morning, um, 2016 Cubs record 103.59, 2019 Cubs pace 104.58. He did correct in there that, that... the 2016 Cubs also had a tie, so their record was actually 103-58 and one. Um, yeah, but, they basically uh, they they had a game that had been postponed partway through and just didn't finish it up because it didn't matter. Is that correct? Yeah. So the stats yeah, counted, so, but it ended in a tie, which I had didn't even right, know, which is rare. Yeah, I did not even know that could happen. So that's that's fascinating in itself, which is kind yes, of a cool yeah. aspect to the tweet. Other than that, it's total garbage. But you know. Well, it's it's uh, it's quite good, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. And actually, <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's funny they had that that start. Um, that's that start was a bit slow. That that you know, win the opener and then to drop six was a little uh, concerning. But obviously, that's ancient history at this point. Um, you know, everything's clicking now, and they're just one win after another. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, I was looking here, the National League Central detailed standings um, on baseball reference. And uh, last 30 games, the Cubs are 23 and 7. Um, 30 games, they've lost 7. So, I mean, it really c- completely blows to to the the dust and to the ether of history that first seven games of the season <laughs> I wouldn't say that it you blows it to that the you ether. rode me it's so hard in, about it's still in your and you still you, you still try to bring them up you still try to bring them up That's but because, you know what it's those are long gone right so you progress to the mean from there <laughs> this hot streak that you're talking about now is obviously going to regress back a little bit do you seriously consider the cubs a candidate to win 104 games this year well, a candidate. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, I you don't consider know. I him a candidate. I, I think consider him a a candidate. Um, I you know I don't think. Uh, you know you like to bring up the weakness of the schedule, but I I don't know that that's as big 
of a thing as you're trying to say, and I'm looking at some of these more the Cubs schedules uh, been advanced below average stats. The the Brewers you like been to tough. bring up you like to bring up simple rating system SRS. Um, even on that, even looking at that, the Cubs are in you know. Well, yeah, yeah, and what that takes into account, yeah. Well, it takes in. It takes in your run differential, and it takes into, yes. into account your strength of schedule. Yeah, the Brewers are well, sitting at fourth, and the right. Cubs are sitting at two, right behind the well, Dodgers. And that, yeah, I think that's well, a pretty reasonable statistic. No, it is. It is interesting, and that's fine. Uh, you know, and the other thing here, they have the Pythagorean win loss, which is expected win loss record based on the number of runs scored and allowed by the team. So, run differential. It's purely run favorite. differential. It doesn't account for anything else, which is why it's kind of flawed. Yes, but it's an expected win loss record. So, what's interesting about that? Um, they have another stat, and it's a it's it's uh, called Pythagorean luck. The difference between the actual win-loss and the Pythagorean win-loss. It, it, essentially, they're saying a team that is not scoring a lot more runs than their opponent, um, you know, basically the difference in that, they're almost like wins that are kind of lucky wins. It's kind of like, you know... And they literally call it luck, which is, I think, hilarious because you hate that word. Um but I'm looking at that. The Cubs are are zero on that. They're they're right in line. Um, and, but the Brewers, I see, have two uh, positive two on that, which I mean, is ridiculous if you couple... think about last night's game or Monday night's game. It's like there was uh, 15 runners left on base. One base hit <laughs> blows that thing open. That's what I don't like about run differential. This Milwaukee yes. team has had opportunities, yes, but there wasn't to the drive one, in the runs. one hit didn't come. They will the one, successfully the hit didn't come. This team, Milwaukee's lineup is badass. It is really deep. They well, are going to put a ten when, spot when it counts. They're gonna they're gonna put a <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put a 15-burger on somebody and win 15-1, to 1, and all this run differential baloney that you've been talking about <laughs> is going to go away. This Pythagorean blah, blah, blah is going to disappear. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. why well, SRS we'll, we'll at least look, takes some we'll of it into it. account. Yeah, this, we'll look at it. I, You know, I'm looking at the other numbers for the Brewers, though, and I'm not I'm not blown away. I mean, they're 0-3 no. in interleague. They're, okay, they're 16 yeah, the, and 8 at the home, but they're 9 no, and 11, no. 9 and 11 on the road. Yeah, well, you know, um, you get that Monday night game where you didn't get anybody across, and now you're 10 and 10, which is what you're supposed to be anyway. About a 500 ball club on the road, win 75 percent at home. You're in great shape. Well, the Cubs are 10 and 8 on the road. Okay. Uh, in fact, the Cubs are above 500 in every single metric they have listed here. Oh my um, God! They're like the 2016 Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Just yes, they are. Just stop with uh, no no luckiness either. I want to point something and out here. The Brewers are 17 <laughs> and 14 against 500 teams. The Cubs are 14 and 10 against 500 or better teams. That means Milwaukee has played seven more games against 500 or better teams than the Cubs. Sure, but that's where we're talking. You that's, bring up that's SRS. What I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. Still, SRS matters. Still but as soon as, some, as soon as Milwaukee puts a 10-burger on somebody and wins 10-1, to 1, that whole thing gets chopped up and is gone. That run differential yeah, aspect is silly. Their run differential, they're Cubs. only a... Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, back to the tweet of the well, week. it looks like the Brewers... <laughs> the Brewers have... <laughs> <laughs> the Brewers have played 13 games against sub 500 teams. They're eight and five. Yes, and the Cubs have only played 15 against sub 500 teams, and they're 11 and four. So you know, if we look at you know, Brewers seem to, seem to 
I've not dominate bad teams. No, as no, much no. As the I've Cubs got the do. Cubs at nine and four against sub five hundred teams because the Cubs are twenty five and fourteen. They're fourteen and ten against five hundred teams. I think your math's off. Fourteen and ten over five hundred. Less than oh, five hundred. Eleven, They're 11 right. and oh, okay. four. Fine, it's yeah. my math. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. It's the first time today. Yeah. 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 Well. In any case, um, I knew you would uh, have some fun looking at some of these detailed stats. We should do that um, occasionally. Let's try we'll, we'll not to. We'll, let's try not to put we'll our audience to sleep. It. You know. <laughs> well, well, it, you know, it's just. It, you know, it, it we force each other into these positions because you'll bring up, oh, the schedule's weak, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, let's take a look, a little, a little more detail. Mm-hmm. So it's it, there's no option but to go down the rabbit hole. And when, when you come go all the way down and you come out the other end, it, the Cubs are the better team. So Well, they have you know, the better record. It's, it's we fine. We could have started with their, they've got five <laughs> less losses and we would have been in the same spot. We could have just done that. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> No, I think the SRS stat is interesting. I think it it, it, it gives a more accurate representation of what's going on, even though it has yeah. the Cardinals technically ahead of the Brewers, which is kind of funny, but uh, that's a different story. Basically, yeah. it's running Dodgers, Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers. Then it has Arizona. Cincinnati's really high, which is funny. So those are all the teams before you even get to a National League East team like the Phillies, which is also another interesting thing that's going on. But uh, the tweet of the week, back to the beginning, Cubs pace 104 and 58. Are the Cubs going to win 104 games, Ryan? I, you know, probably not because obviously that pace doesn't consider, again, the shift in schedule. They are going to face, you know, stronger teams. They're going to have some stretches with less days off. So, uh, you know, hey, I'll be a little realistic on that. Holy probably cow. not. That's but that might be the most realistic thing you've said since we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was that was hyper. But you never but. you never know if if Darvish turns it around. Oh no! If, uh, <laughs> assuming injuries, uh, you know, don't come up. Um, you never know. Yep. You never know. You do know. <laughs> you do know. <laughs> we all know. The Brewers and Cubs uh-huh. are going to be somewhere between 90 and 95 wins each. That's how I see it. That's how I predicted it to begin the year. Maybe I gave Milwaukee 96 and Chicago 94. I don't recall. But yeah, the yeah. the Cubs pace, it's cute. It's a cute tweet. That's all it is, though. <laughs> Okay. All right. We'll have to let Richard know we used that tweet. Anyhow. Yes. Yeah, we will. I I was going to... So, yeah, I was going to bring something else up today. Oh. A little bit of a bombshell for you. Oh, God. I forgot. Is it real? This will really... It's a real bombshell. Yes. Even with my crabbiness. Are you sure you want to do this right now? (laughs) Oh, it's going to make you even possibly not necessarily more crabby right now, maybe later. It probably just make you more depressed. But um <laughs> Wow. You know, um but uh I you know, I gotta bring it up. Um you know, it's uh so so here, I'll I'll make it quick. Uh actually what it's May fifteenth today, so sixteen years ago my my dad passed away. And uh I you know, it was a weird day. It was a weird situation. Um, the Cubs played that day. He watched the game. And, uh, you know, he they were playing the Brewers that day. And uh, it ended up being a 17-inning game 
that the Cubs won four to two. Wow. And uh, yeah, and he he you know we had a restaurant at the time, and he had, he was supposed to make the run to pick up stuff for the restaurant, but he watched the whole game and did that a little later than he normally would, you know, and then came brought the brought everything in and. Um, you know, it was a later evening than normal, and then uh, uh, on his way home, actually, because he had a, a a seizure condition, he had a seizure and, and was in a car accident and and passed away. And uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, the last game my dad saw was a Cubs Brewers game, seventeen innings at the Cubs won four to two. So, wow. Um, had that game maybe not run so long, if the Brewers would have laid down somewhere in there. Oh no! And. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm making light of this. I know everyone's probably like, "Jesus, kind of dark." But you know what? My dad would would have thought this was hilarious because he had he had a a good sense of humor. Um, so yeah, I just want want you to know, um, you know, <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah I don't know what to say about that. You're right. That's it. I, yeah, I that's exactly the I, reaction I, I expected. Yeah, I wish they would have lost sooner. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's well you should feel bad so <laughs> you should um, feel bad. <laughs> in any case yeah. uh yeah that's uh know. that's kind of amazing that's uh that's a tie that i didn't know until today so yes and a 90 miles tie that's uh deeply personal and um yeah you know i and so i saved it i i realized we're recording this episode today so yeah i mean it's it is what it is and um you know, to to try to find a little humor there or something um, <laughs> is the best way to to deal with it. Well, so, yeah. yeah, he would appreciate uh, that. And part, I, I, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, he'd he'd appreciate going there. So <laughs> that's why. That's why. I just want to make sure make sure it's clear to everyone. Trust me. He had a, he had a great sense of humor and would have found very found it very funny for me to uh, throw that one at Jesse here. Right. So well, uh, yeah. It's yeah. These extra inning games maybe. Maybe they should let games yeah. end in ties. I mean, uh, and <laughs> I don't know now. Now I'm now I'm open to it. I would never have been open to it before. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. That was uh, no. I remember that though. But yeah, that was um, in Miller Park. Cubs Brewers. Cubs won. Good thing the Cubs won at least. Right. But uh, well, that's good. But yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the only time that it's ever good. But that day, that's that's fine. Yeah, Brooks Kieschnick was the losing pitcher. Ironic. So, yeah, yeah, he's come up in the podcast <laughs> yeah. a couple of times. Did he hit a dinger yeah. that day would be the other question. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take a look. Uh, Probably not. If he Well, if he was pitching in the 17th, 18th inning. Yeah. <laughs> he did get a hit. Okay, yeah. But, uh, well, there's another 90 miles tie. Brooks Kieschnick, you know, came up with the Cubs, yep. didn't cut it, so the Brewers took him because, you know, back then, they'd take all the help yeah. they could get. So. Well, and and as you know, I mean that was uh, that was a pretty emotional season for me. The two thousand three Cubs. Yes, uh, that's uh, that's the same season. Very close. Yep, that's the same season. I started watching at your apartment with you, and uh, yes, yep. yeah, I did. Uh, so. I do remember that very well. Uh, I remember that time period pretty well. I know I never did get to meet Ghent, which is something that I do yeah. regret. But we weren't. Uh, we weren't as tight then as we are now. No, we were just, we were just, just uh, getting to know, getting each, to other know each other quite a from bit. College. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, and I'll probably, I, you know, I've been thinking I, I probably should do a blog post uh, detailing that season and that, that year um, for me and the Cubs. I mean, that was, uh, 
that was quite a year, but um, yeah, yes, but yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. I I thought I'd save it for today, given given that today, uh, sixteen years ago. Um, so yeah, I didn't I didn't you know that's uh, so now you should feel bad, uh, <laughs> you know, for being for being an a hole now and then, um, and being all so. crabby this morning. Great, thanks, thanks, yes, thanks for yeah. your uh, the guilt of your dad's death on my shoulders today. I appreciate that very yes. much. <laughs> yep, and. I thought I'd throw that on there too. Um, oh. On top of the brewers uh, sucking, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so previews time, huh? Yeah, let's just jump into the previews. Sure, yeah, no problem. <laughs> all right. Oh. So yeah, what's what's coming up? Uh, well, I, I hinted at earlier. I, the only thing I was going to mention is that between now and our next episode, Darvish has two starts. Um, Rut row, so, shaggy. Uh, one of them is actually interesting. Uh, you know, the Cubs play the Phillies next week, and it's looking like the likely matchup would be Darvish versus Arietta, um, which is quite interesting because if you think about it, I mean, in a sense, Darvish uh, uh, replaced Arietta. Um, in a way, so yeah. Who would you rather that have? Be, well, well, I, I guess we'll see. I guess okay. we'll see next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, you know, I miss Arietta. I, you know, he was great, um, just all around. Um, obviously, he was had an exceptional run there as a pitcher. But I, I just liked him as part of the team. He is, you know, personality wise and everything. He just fit in there, and it's just too bad. Um, you know, and that, and I, I think that's his agent, um, which actually, uh, Boris, uh, he's been losing clients. I thought I saw something about oh, yeah. that. I think, yeah, that he's... Gio he's, Gonzalez canned him and signed with the Brewers, for example. So Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I don't yeah. blame them for cutting ties with no, Boris. I know. Now, I'm not necessarily yeah. all on ownership side here on everything either, but at the same time, no, no. There's there's got to be a no. there's got to be a market and if teams want to win, which many of these teams there's been a lot of this talk about oh, teams are trying to lose blah blah blah. I don't really believe that. I think they're trying to adjust to how you need to win in the future, which means with youth, with a budget, you know, executing within said budget and uh it's yeah. going to take it's going to take some changes in the CBA for the players to be happy, uh, which is understandable. But in the meantime, teams like the Brewers are doing what the Brewers need to do. They're signing guys to one-year deals. Well, teams like the Cubs are taking a year out of free agency, so next year they might be able to do something again. This is and plus, yeah. you know, if you look at how the Cubs are performing, they're performing fine. Maybe they didn't really need all that much, and all of us as fans, no, they didn't. Yeah, all of us as fans, all the fans that were saying they needed Bryce Harper, and you know. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy without Bryce Harper. Bryce is worth the contract if you're an owner. Uh, If you're a general manager, it's a lot more arguable. Uh, He definitely puts butts in the seats. There's no question about that thus far. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's true. There are people out there saying he's not worth the price. Well, if you start looking at OPS and some of the other numbers and how he drives and runs, he might well be worth it. The other side of that coin too is he's just in a slump, perhaps. Is this the future? Yeah, is this his yeah. new mean? Because if this is his new mean, that's just going to mean uh, a lot more <laughs> people aren't going to sign dudes to that kind of contract. Anyway, we totally yeah, well, tangented there. Yeah. Continue? Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if, if I, you know, I wonder if these, the sort of atmosphere of the market and with players signing extensions and everything that you got going on now, if, if, if that, 
had aligned back a few years w- with Arietta, I, I think Arietta stays with the Cubs. Or if Arietta just has any other agent, I don't think he really wanted to go. I mean, he he was part of of the Cubs. I mean, he was a Cubs pitcher. I mean, he really was, you know, a part of the team. And I think he really liked liked uh, playing in Chicago. Um, but you know, I, I so I don't know. Um, well, I hear what so you're saying. To answer your question, yeah, I miss him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, then I, I liked him on the Cubs, obviously. Yes, but uh, but it is what it is, and uh, there's our favorite you know, phrase. And, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna um, really, uh, I guess, say too much more about Darvish. Uh, you know, because we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Uh, two starts there, right? So. That. The only thing I'd like to cap on that too is, uh, it seems to me that a lot of the rhetoric I hear from the the players is they're they're taking X number of dollars for the union for the next guy that's coming. Even Grandall said I needed to take the highest value per year contract for the next guys and to honor the guys before them, and that's something to do more with the union than anything else. And that I think is part of something Scott Boris. Uh, you know what? I don't know the guy. I'm just guessing that is something he puts in the heads of his clients, and that's why you see a lot more of them, A, get bigger deals, but B, go through a lot more heck to get to those bigger deals. So that's just something I'd kind of thought about occasionally. Uh, I did want to touch a little bit on, for the Brewers, the preview. Uh, They got two more games with Philly, three against Atlanta, and then they finally get a day off, two against Cincinnati, followed by another day off. So this 10-game road trip, that's a real grinder is going to slow down a little bit. In the meantime, the Brewers pitching staff has been much, much better over the last several weeks. I'd just like to kind of touch on it briefly. Uh, the pitching staff, the starting staff, Shasin's been better. We already talked about Woodruff. He's been excellent. Uh, Zach Davies is having a borderline career year thus far. And Gio Gonzalez, I think, is the glue that brought everything together, settled some things down. It allowed a guy like Corbin Burns to go to the bullpen, which in the long run, I'm still not in favor of him being a bullpen guy. I would like to see him develop because I think he's got four good pitches and can be a a front end of the rotation starter. But in the meantime, for this season, a bullpen at the back where it looks like Hayter, Guerra, Jeffress, and Burns isn't bad. It misses Knable some, but that is a pretty solid bullpen. When Jimmy Nelson comes up, perhaps uh, perhaps you have a guy like Peralta slide to the bullpen as well. Everything's getting deeper, and the staff has settled down. So that's not much yeah. of a preview. That's more of a review, but that's what I'm expecting is the Brewers' run differential, because we keep bringing it up, is going to start to increase because the staff is settling in. <laughs> And Keston here but I is thought lengthening. It didn't matter, though, so it doesn't matter so to me. Does but to, if you're going to keep bringing it, it up, <laughs> I just want to be on record <laughs> saying that run differential by the end of the year is not even going to matter. It's not even going to be a thing you okay. can talk about anymore. That's my point. Okay, it's not even going right. to be a thing. No. All right. Let's get into predictions. No, it, it this one's it, running it, long. There's no no correlation to run differential and win loss record at all. That is not what I said. <laughs> okay, all right. That is not all what right. I said. Anyway. Okay, anyways. So Let's not go down that road. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, let's, so we're going to predictions Yeah, why here? don't we go to predictions? So today, like you said, is um, May... Uh, oh, I just lost the date. What is it? May... I'm sorry. 15th. May 15th, that's right. Uh, today is May yep. 15th. That means we've got 
June fifteenth. Got July. half a month. The rest of May. We got June. We got part of July for talking All Star Break. Yeah. Where are we sitting? We got about a month and a half before the All Star Break, right? So, in my prediction, Keston Hira had 11 home runs in 37 games at the AAA level. Now, I'm not the type of person that expects a kid to come up from AAA and continue a pace uh, of that nature against big league pitching. And I don't think anybody really is that naive. But with this many games left, I would think he should be able to accomplish something pretty cool by the All-Star break. I think Keston Hero will be in double-digit home runs by the All-Star break. And that's my prediction. Hmm. Ten or more. Ten or more by the All-Star break. Now, he had it took him 37 games to get that far in the minor leagues. I don't know exactly how many games are set up between now and the All-Star break, but uh, if you figure six a week, well, one, two, three, four, five. And that's assuming he stays. Seven. Up. Right, right. Seven, so you know, 45, 50 games maybe. Or or not. It doesn't require that he stays up, but you are assuming he's staying up. My prediction is what I saw what I runs. saw yesterday. I don't think this team brought him up with the intention of sending him back down. They actually designate they DF okay. they DFA'd okay. Spangenberg, so he's off the forty man roster. They had to make room on the forty man to bring him up. Travis Shaw had to go to the injured list. I don't expect him mm-hmm. to hit poorly like i wouldn't be surprised if he was well over 275 at the end of the season even at the big league level uh he's done nothing but hit at every level he's ever been at he opened the season struggling to make some contact he had a high strikeout rate a low walk rate for about 10 games or so and then he completely flipped the script and what i saw yesterday was impressive now of course pitchers are going to figure out holes and things like that but the way he's hitting the ball with that kind of exit velocity, I don't think 10 home runs is uh, unattainable by the All-Star break by any stretch. And I, I, I think he can do that. I think he was going – I think the plan is to keep him up. I don't think there's any sending him back down, especially if he stays hot. Why would you send him back down? So I'd, I'd do it without conting- – okay. I'd do it with right. contingency. He'll, uh, he'll have 10 by the All-Star break. If that's not aggressive enough okay. for you, I have a backup plan. But if that's aggressive enough for you, that's the one I'd prefer. I'd like to get some that are going to actually break, you know, halfway through the season so we have some more results. And speaking of results, go back to the Monday episode, the weekend wrap. We cover all of our Brewers-Cubs predictions uh, for last weekend. And uh, that went yeah, that went pretty yep. interestingly. It's actually a pretty good episode. I, I listened <laughs> yeah. to it, and I am crabby because I should be. But that's okay. Yes, you're very crabby. <laughs> A little crabby today, too. Well, but, I'm better you know. now. I'm better now. You're a little better. Yeah, a little yeah. better. Well, this is fun. It is fun. It just gets, you know, the <laughs> same. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Your turn. You go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I've been trying to think of what, what kind of a prediction I'd like to make. I, I. I'm kind of leaning towards wanting to make uh, a prediction um, by the end of the month. Ah. And uh, okay, so you know we got half a half a month here. Um, looks like uh, fifteen games, F- fifteen games, um, and I'm I'm gonna say in those fifteen games. Um, I am going to go ahead and predict that Chris Bryant 
is um is really going to find his power stroke here even more um and uh let's see i'm going to say he's going to hit s- six or more home runs so that's what a home run every third game a little better than yeah six home runs in 15 games how hot has he been this month so far well he's got eight home runs on the season yeah but since may 1st and we talked about do you know i mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about you know the la he's got a 23 game on base streak going he's been hitting 309 um seven home runs okay in the last 23 game hmm that's that's pretty aggressive. I'm just trying to look at his you numbers. You think it's bold? It's well, you know, I enough? gave you a hard time on Monday because that that one turned out to be not really bold at all. But let's uh, <laughs> Well, you didn't you didn't push it, so I Well, you no, know, I got to be very it's careful like, cuz it's on me now. It's on me. <laughs> right. I've got to make sure yes. that you are holding up your end of the bargain. I think picking a rookie out of AAA for 10 home runs by the All-Star break is bold. But that's yeah no that's bold for sure because you know he's not going to be playing every day uh, I, especially later on I yeah I mean if Shaw uh, comes back you know he's probably I would imagine you know be a little more uh, you know plugged in here and there but I so I I let you go with that that's fine I mean obviously <laughs> this is very different let me go with um, it. this but this is fifteen games six home runs in fifteen here. games. I mean, it, yeah. it looks like in the last 14 games, he's got 14 days, I should say. So basically back to May 2nd, he's got five home runs. So you're basically expecting him to maintain his pace. Uh, yes, essentially. which may or may not be bold. It's up, uh, it's up to you. <laughs> I mean, do you... Can you put a contingency you know, in there for me? Yeah, f- six home runs and something, something. You want to add something else to it, or do you want to just up? You want it seven home runs? Well, I I think I think six is pretty reasonable, but it's like a maintaining pace. Like, do you th- basically what you're trying to do is yeah. argue that he's going to maintain this pace for the entire month, which right. I think is possible. I don't think it's right. outrageous um, at all. But uh, okay, well, what if he ups ups it then? And well, and what if I say seven home runs? Seven feels better, but it, it's okay. Uh, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> well, his on base percentage over this last fourteen days with that streak you're talking about and everything else is five twenty nine, which is ridiculous. You know what? Why don't you just why don't you just have the six home runs? That's fine. Really? Okay, but. Yeah, I mean, it, that's one thing. I mean, the power has been coming. Right. But remember, I have... What it, What was the one prediction I've got... I made before the season started, which uh, actually, because, you know, Brian had a little bit of a slow start. It made me a little nervous, but I, uh, what was the prediction? That's a good question. What was uh, that? I don't keep track of yours. <laughs> uh, it was home runs by All-Star Bray. Yeah. 25 plus home runs, 25 or more home runs by the All-Star break. That I did that that was actually episode 1. Oh, the very first episode, yeah. Very first prediction I ever made for this podcast uh was Chris Bryant would have 25 or more home runs by the All-Star break. So he you know, I'm still banking on that, but the pace needs to increase. Um You're almost hedging your bet with this one. I'll let you hedge. That's fine. That's fine. 
I am hedging. Yeah, because it's like, well, if he gets six here, at least I get half of my Chris Bryant home run prediction right. Fine, hedge away. That's fine. I'll ride Keston Hero all the way to the all the way to the championship. No big deal. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) All right. So six home runs by the end of the month. Six more home runs by the end of the month. Because he's already at five. (laughs) That would be ridiculous. (laughs) No, no. Yeah, between now and the end of the month, he hits six or more home runs. That seems mm, fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I would have liked to have seen it paired with like 12 RBI or something, something where you have to do two things. But that's okay. It's okay. You do you want me to do that? I I don't want to hear. I don't know. I don't know if I want, about. You I don't know. know if I want this segment to keep going. It's getting long. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. Let's move on. We've got predictions from the last okay. episode. Next week, you better bring it or go home, though. Let's do that. So there we go. Okay. Oh, I think it's a reasonable prediction. Let's move on, though. We want to get to the. Uh, okay. We want to just do a brief <laughs> NL Central wrap. We haven't done a yeah, whole lot. Yeah, just brief. Uh, you know. Cardinals suck. That's true. Cardinals do suck. And they've been sucking a lot lately, which is awesome. Fun to watch. Which is just absolutely wonderful. Um, Three and seven the last ten. Love that. Ouch. What happened? St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. What is going on? (laughs) Not good. No. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh has flipped the script on us a little bit. They've uh, gone seven and three last ten. Yeah. They still have a minus 37 run differential in the three over 500. So that tells you what run differential means. Anyway. Well, but see, that's where you can look at these other, you know, these other numbers. And, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. You know, luck, luck, that luck number, the difference between the actual win loss and the Pythagorean win loss is a positive five. That's, that's huge. They've won five more than they're they winning, technically should by that metric. Yes. They're by technically by, you know, the run differential, they've won five more games, which is lucky. You know, they literally use the word luck. You know, the Brewers have two. That's because the Pythagorean um, <laughs> win-loss says that it's... It, anyway, that's why I like SRS. If but, if you look at SRS, Milwaukee's no, four. No, SRS. St. Louis is three, yes. and Milwaukee's well ahead of them. Uh, so, in the yeah. standings. If you go all the way down to Pittsburgh, What's, their SRS, they're in the bottom four of the National League. They're minus .6. Yes. So... Yeah, negative point six. Pittsburgh's doing things they uh, shouldn't be doing, which is something that I kind of right. talked about and c- early season. Cincinnati yeah. is yeah, and Cincinnati's mirroring it the other way. They got negative six luck, uh, meaning you according know, to the Pythi- yeah, according to run differential, they should be winning more games and they're not. And yes, to me, that's, that, and so that's that, just baseball to me, though. That's why these things are just funny. Well, sure, but I mean, you know, that's still, you know, SRS is point five, though, right? And uh, you know, I, you know, their Pythagorean win loss is twenty four and eighteen. They're they're they should be above five hundred according to run differential, but they're not. Um, so it's interesting um, looking at that. Um, you know, and, and I guess that goes to show. I was saying about that with with Cincinnati. I mean, I I kind of always thought they're a little better team than this. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see how that that. I, I just want to point that out might turn around yep. a little bit. Yeah, and I picked Cincinnati to have problems, 
and I'm not wrong in the win-loss column. I also picked Pittsburgh to finish better than them, but I didn't expect them to have a great run differential because Pittsburgh's whole thing is based on pitching. When they're pitching, when, yeah, they're, when yeah. they're winning, they're winning tight games where the uh, the back end of the bullpen closes out a great start from somebody, and when they're losing, they're getting bombed because they're using middle relievers that aren't any good. You don't put your middle relievers yeah. out on the mound when you have a lead. That are you know You don't put the bad guys out there. That's why I just feel like with the way the game is played... This run differential thing is a little bit skewed. It tells a part of the story, like we keep talking about, but it does not tell the well, whole story. And that's why in my predictions... No, and that's why we look we look at SRS and, yes. and, and you know, negative point six there for Pittsburgh, and I'm looking, you know, ga- teams uh, playing against teams 500 or better, they're 5-13, and 13, so they really do not play well against good Correct. teams. Correct, yep. Exactly, um, which which leads... And that's reflected in the SRS. Right. it's so. a weak schedule. Again, the Cubs have played 24 games against 500 or better teams. The Pirates only 18. That's why I'm not concerned about the Pirates. I'm not terribly concerned about Cincinnati. Cincinnati is 10 and 19 against 500 or better teams. That means they've played a lot of yeah. games against 500 or better teams. You know, teams that are winning more than Oh, yeah, losing. way more than Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that's part yeah. of why their record's lower. So I expect Cincinnati to come back up a little bit, and I expect Pittsburgh... Yeah, and Pittsburgh to, to go down. Theoretically, yeah. And in, in the preview, I didn't really talk about it, but the Brewers are about 10 games out from playing a whole bunch against Pittsburgh. There are 13 games out from playing them seven out of ten games it's the brewers schedule is so weird this year they're playing four against philadelphia this week and then they finish up the i think the season series here next week so within you know 11 games they finish their entire season series they're playing seven out of ten against pittsburgh they played 10 out of something stupid 17 against st louis it's been very bizarre. There's been a lot of familiarity. But based on NL Central breakdown, I think things are doing what we think they were supposed to do. I look at this. Yeah, for the most these part. These numbers if we look, look about right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll argue with so, me, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, well, it certainly looks right with the Cubs on the top there. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee in second, St. Louis in third. That's That's right. For sure. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, whatever, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, you look deeper in the numbers, and, and they are reflective either which way. So, you know, whatever it is. But um, at the end of the day, the Cubs are in first. With the same number of wins as the and, Brewers. Uh, <laughs> yes, fine, less losses, yeah, fine, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 641 winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. You know, we're we're doing good. Yeah, overall, and, uh, and we uh, talked NL East just briefly last year or last episode. Not not this weekend's episode, but before that, Cubs are six and four, Brewers nine and two, St. Louis seven and four, Pittsburgh two and one, Cincinnati seven and three. I just want to reiterate when I did my tweet of anger and dismay predictions, I flat out said the NL East was way overrated. Everything is panning yeah. that way. I. I did not understand it preseason. I know there's a lot of hype, a lot of East Coast bias and things like that. The NL, the National League East is okay. It's, it's a solid division, but it does not stand up to the Central. So, anyway, the, a little no. Homerville for the no. Central teams. Good job, Central teams, except St. Louis. You're not supposed to do that. You suck. But that's yeah. about it, though, I think. <laughs> I think we should wrap it up. How do you feel? Let's wrap it up. I'm good. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Good episode, good talking. Um, uh, a lot of negativity. Yes. We got it out, though. I feel better. I feel a lot better. 
So that's good. You feel I do better? Feel better. Good, good. I'm, and I hope yeah, you have a good so, day. Know. And I hope everything, you know, yeah. I know your mom's visiting as well. So enjoy her company and hang out today. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to have, have a good, I think we're going to go plant some trees we, we bought yesterday and, and, uh, yeah, should be good. And, uh, yeah, Cubs in first. Brewers suck. Cubs suck. Um, Cardinals I, suck. I only got a note here. I only got one one naughty word I got to beep out, so that's not bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you probably, we don't have, yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, Cubs suck. You, Cardinals suck. No, so you must be feeling better, even though, even though, you know, but yeah, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad this can be therapeutic for you. And, wow. No, oh, man. Make you feel better. Stop it. Now you really are making me feel bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I, I can, you know, um, talking about how good the Cubs are can make you kind of think twice about being a Brewers fan, and, oh, and no, that, no, that no. you get some relief what? from that. <laughs> you get a little, That's not little relief there. Oh, <laughs> I'm done. Red suck. Pittsburgh okay, sucks. Cardinals all right, suck. The, this is getting Cubs long. Suck. Yeah, uh, Brewers suck. Cardinals suck. All right, we'll uh, catch you next week. Bye bye.